then I think there's someone else out there who needs to know that not everything is sunshine and rainbows, but it is still working together for the good. Have you seen some of the positives that come out of your being transparent and authentic? Yeah, definitely. I think authenticity breeds authenticity. So like the more vulnerable you are, though it may be difficult, allows people to have a space where they can be honest, maybe for the first time, maybe sometimes even with themselves. Um, I just think a lot of people, um, I don't know if it's American culture or Bolivian culture, just culture in general, that we like to live kind of hidden lives. We just don't want to go deep. We don't want to open up. Well, thank you for joining us today on this episode of the Journey Podcast. Um, today we're going to talk with Shelby, and Shelby is has a really interesting story. Um, I think that the readers will or the listeners will really want to hear. Um, I'm just going to open it up to Shelby. Why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Hi, I'm Shelby Alarcon. Um, I am wife to Jorge and mom to three kids under five. We have Susanna Hope, Alejandra, and Javier. Um, currently, I stay home. I am a social worker at heart, but I'm staying home with them while they're little. Um, we're part of a bicultural, bilingual family, if you can't tell by all of our names. Um, um, so my husband is from South America and Bolivia, and um, we speak Spanish and English in the home. It's just kind of a beautiful little dance that we do every day. Um, we love to travel. We travel down to see family in Bolivia um, as often as possible. We like to try new foods. Um, just adventure, but also we like to just find the magical and the little normal, simple things of our um, family at home. Um, but yeah, I am enjoying this season of life of being home with littles and what that brings. Awesome. Being part of a multicultural family, um, that's, that's really interesting. And I'm sure a lot of our readers would love to know a little bit more about that. Yeah, so it it has been really eye-opening how ingrained your your country's culture is in you and how ingrained your family's culture is. So I think when anyone gets married, they realize like, wow, you grew up in a very different family than I did. But like added to that, we have, oh, you grew up in a completely different culture, in a different right. country, in a different um government, a different dynamic with when you eat, uh how you eat. I mean, just Everything is so different. So that took a lot of getting used to, but it's also um, so freeing to see that my way isn't the only way and that like there's just so many perspectives out there and different norms and that's okay. And it was definitely a challenge at first to realize like, oh, we can't live this perfect um, Shelby decides how things are going to be life. And that's been beautiful to be challenged in that way. Sure. Um, it's interesting for your children to be raised in this environment. Have you considered what that looks like for them to to not have to make that? They, they're just learning this multicultural environment from the beginning. Yeah, it's been exciting. Um, some, I mean, th- some things have been like, oh, what are we going to do about this? Which way are we going to go? Or are we just going to make up our own family culture almost? Um, but our oldest is in kindergarten. And we've seen that, like her being more adaptable and understanding to kids in her school that like their cultures are different, um, their home lives are different, and she doesn't really have a status quo that she thinks everyone like, needs to like lead up to because she's seen that like 
everyone's norm is very different. And it's been cool for us to see her like almost be more empathetic just because she's being raised in a house that's used to that. That's really awesome. You know, in the journey coaching material, we spend a, a session working on worldview, which is really kind of, you know, getting into the culture and trying to identify, you know, even even different homes have kind of micro cultures. And so when we look at the this, this is a macro culture sort of adjustment. And that's really cool. You've kind of told us a little bit about your story. And I'm really fascinated by um, a part of it where you mentioned something about a pivotal point in your life. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that here? Yeah. So I think how our family came to be was very pivotal. Um, when I was 18, instead of taking the traditional route of going to college, I took a gap year and I moved to Bolivia in South America um, to do missions work and just volunteer um, working with underprivileged children. And in that year in my life, I came to know like a relationship with Jesus in a more personal way. Um, I was out on my own for the first time. Um, I was living in a foreign country that I wasn't comfortable with. I was kind of discovering myself. And I met my husband there, my now husband. Um, and I had lived there for a year. When I came back, I was 20 weeks pregnant with our child. We were unmarried. Um, he was still there, and I was moving back to the States. And um, I tell people this story all the time. I mean, you just you know, talking to the hairdresser, chatting in the grocery line, and people are like, oh, my gosh, you were a pregnant missionary. Like, everyone knows, like, wow, that's 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 bad. You know, they don't even <laughs> want to say it, but wow. And so it became really shameful. I mean, um, so that, that was a really dark period in your story then. Very dark. Um, as much as I'd like to just put a bow on it and say it all turned out, like, it was dark. It was hard because um, I think – Sin affects everyone for sure in a in a negative way. There are consequences to sin, but this was really unique because it was like physical and it was transforming my life. And it was like I remember feeling like I was wearing the scarlet letter because I couldn't hide this sin. It was something I had to deal with. I I wanted to just push it to the back of my head. It was like this is going to change your life, and everyone's going to know about it. And I now can thank God for that. But that time I felt so ashamed, just mm -hmm. full of guilt and shame and like just desperately looking for somewhere to hide, but I couldn't. Right. So definitely a valley. Um, it was a long period. I mean, I think God planned nine months of pregnancy for the perfect reason. He knew we needed nine months to go through all of the almost stages of grief of just oh, dealing sure. with, um, what is this going to look like for my life? So, um, yeah, I was 19. I was pregnant. And our family came to be essentially from from that decision moving on. But then we went into, like, immigration, getting my husband here. Um, we came – he came on a fiancé visa. So um, immigration was really difficult. It took months and months and months just to get him to be able to come visit, let alone move here. So um, I had our first daughter alone here in the States. Oh, my gosh. He wasn't able to make it. Um, but in that time – it just I could see God's hand at work. I could see his grace. And it reminded me so much of um, the story in the Bible of the Israelites. Like God pursued them with his love. And even if that meant like painful times when they would mess up and bear the consequences of their decisions, it was all because he was like, I love you so much. I want you. 
and I want to be in a relationship with you and I want to care for you. And I remember just that feeling of wanting to run and hide. And he was like, no, stop hiding. Like, I will do whatever it takes for you to know that you're loved by me, even if that was that dark period in my life. So how did that become the pivot for you? Because I, 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 clearly that's a mm-hmm. dark period. How did you kind of pivot out of that? Or what? I think, how did that change your life? Yeah, well, it like changed the logistics of my life for sure, because um, I have no idea where my life would have gone had he not um, kind of grabbed me with that love. Um, I probably would have gone down an even darker path um, and into a a darker valley. But in that difficult, shameful period, he also gave me hope, our daughter Hope. Um, Okay. Yeah. So um, were there people around you, you know, people who God used to kind of show you love? Yeah, absolutely. I was able to see in the most real way, like the church and what someone who has Jesus in their heart, what their actions truly look like. Um, because I saw so many people who were just outrageously loving and generous. And what can we do for you? And if we can't do anything, let's just be next to you. I'm so, so even though you, you felt shameful about what we were going mm-hmm. through, there were these people that just surrounded you and said, no, how can we love on you? Yeah. And they didn't, they didn't water down um, the reality that this is hard. And even like the hairdresser can say, this is kind of a bad situation. They didn't water it down, but they mm-hmm. said, that's okay. Like love covers a multitude of sins and um, we love you and Jesus loves you and we're going to show you in our actions. So I saw the church in action really well in, you know, small things like giving me hand-me-down clothes and big things like saying, we're going to celebrate this child and we're going to throw a party when she's born. And um, so really like action, love and action. It wasn't just words. Um, I saw a great just response of love pouring out from people's hearts. That's awesome. Yeah. And then when your husband was able to join you or you, he, he was still your fiance at that mm-hmm. point, but when he was able to join you here, how, how was his reception? Um, it was good from the same people who had loved us well, they really loved him and accepted him, but it was almost like on a macro level, people like adjusting to a different culture sure. because I mean, we're here in Iowa and everyone's Iowa nice, but then you have someone that doesn't look like you and doesn't act like you. And, um, yeah, it was it was a adjustment I think for everyone to get used to. Okay, this is how you live with someone with a different culture and a different upbringing and a different experience. Even just like hearing an immigrant story right. in real life and not just on the news, um, it was cool to see that almost like as a collective people going through that. Well, and I'm, I would guess it'd be a huge culture shock for him. Yeah. He got here in, I want to say, March, and he got out of the plane, and he was like, it's white, (laughs) and it's flat. (laughs) Is this all there is? I'm like, yeah, aren't you excited? (laughs) So it was definitely a culture shock. Um, Never seen snow? um, Nope. He had never seen snow before. Okay. First impressions of snow. The excitement lasts for about two minutes, and then you're like, (laughs) okay, done with that. And I'm like, yeah, we're on month five here in Iowa. We're done with the winter, too. So uh, it was definitely a culture shock um, for him. I mean, he's been here now (coughs) five and a half years, and there's still some things that I'm just like, I can't get used to that about this culture. But, um, yeah, it was quite the brave, loving thing for him to do to come here too. Yeah. What – 
you mentioned God and you mentioned how, how that, that helped you. Um, how did your relationship with God help you with the transition? Trans- kind of that story of redemption. Yeah, I guess I saw my whole life I had grown up in a Christian home. So I knew like the foundational truths of the Bible and I knew all the right answers and I knew all the right things to do. Um, but that was the first time that I saw God personally. I saw him as not this distant being, but as um, a father who loved me and was compassionate towards me um, and who wants good things for me, even you know, in the little moment when it feels like this is the end of the world, he's actually bringing good out of that. And um, yeah, he brought redemption to our story that, you know, I could have just spiraled, but he instead gave us such blessings and such um, undeserved love in that time. And yeah, just his character was um, more visibly seen because of my experience. And it was no longer just, I know the right answers and I know uh, the textbook um, stories, but I know this in my life. I know this to be a reality. And I just wish so often that everyone could experience not just knowing the word of God, but knowing that it applies to your to your everyday situations. That's beautiful. You talk about being authentic and, and you really are. I mean, you're sitting here and you're, you're opening up about your shame and about the things that you went through, the darker times. Um, how have you been able to be transparent with people and not just kind of cover that up and hide it? Um, like when I said how, like when I was pregnant, I couldn't hide that I was pregnant. Sure. It's continued. I mean, people always ask like, oh, your daughter and how did you guys meet? And so it comes up and I have that choice almost every single day to just rush by the story and um, kind of put a bow on it or to just be real and honest and say, you know what? It wasn't this fairy tale kind of story of how we came to be. It was really hard. And that is why it is so precious and so beautiful. And we're so thankful for the family that we have. So we've been able to tell that story every day and be authentic. And it's a choice every day, though. And some days I honestly am like, I don't really want to be open about everything. But then I think there's someone else out there who needs to know that not everything is sunshine and rainbows, but it is still working together for the good. Have you seen some of the positives that come out of your being transparent and authentic? Yeah, definitely. I think authenticity breeds authenticity. So sure. like the more vulnerable you are, though it may be difficult, allows people to have a space where they can be honest, maybe for the first time, maybe sometimes even with themselves. Um, I just think a lot of people, um, I don't know if it's American culture or Bolivian culture, just culture in general, that we like to live kind of hidden lives. We just don't want to go deep. We don't want to open up. And there can be like years and years of not just being real about stuff. And so I've seen the fruit in other people's lives of just being able to live in more freedom of being honest with other people, being honest with themselves and being honest with God. Um, Have there been some fear in being honest and open with people? Have you noticed any fear that fear of reprisal, fear of people not understanding, looking at you differently? Because I think that's what people out there are thinking. Oh my gosh, I can't be transparent about this because... yeah. I think the biggest fear that I have in being transparent about my story is that it's not done yet. And sometimes I'm afraid that people are going to want it to be wrapped up. They want it to be, okay, well, everything's perfect now. And 
And no, it's not. Like yeah. when I'm honest, I have to be honest with today too. I have to say, well, today is also a, a, a struggle or yesterday was a valley or, you know, there's been highs and lows this month instead of just this was all in my past. Um, I think that's been the fear and opening up and and continuing to be honest about your story. That sounds good. When I, I think there's a lot of people, and I, I know there are because I've talked with different people who um, they kind of won't go to church, they go to work, they go someplace and they wear this little mask and it's got a smile on it and, mm-hmm. and it's the I'm all put together mask. Um, and we don't tell others that we're hurting and we don't let people know sometimes that we're going through something really tough. What advice would you give to somebody out there who's doing that right now that might help them to kind of let down their mask and be authentic with somebody? Um, I would, I would say that I understand, I understand that fear. I understand the, it's just easier for the time being. Um, but in the long run, it's not, it's not, it's not going to do you any good to hide and put on a good face that there is real reward and there is real freedom in being vulnerable. Um, I think there's wisdom in, in who to, confide in and who to find community in. But I think that that is wired in our DNA to be in community. Like we are relational people and that it's so good for you to speak up, speak with someone, be open because though it may feel good today to put on that mask, it's going to catch up to you. And it's in our DNA that we have to, we have to be in relationship and talk about stuff. I think that's awesome. Um, any just kind of in summary, anything specific that you wish that the, that people would walk away with from your message and your story today? Um, I think it's important to know that whether you are in a valley or you're in a high or you're putting on that face for now, that like it matters. Every little turn of every little day matters to God, and He has a purpose behind it. Um, sometimes I like to think like about a big, beautiful tapestry, and it's got all these ornament details. Then you look on the back, and it's all the threads, and it's confusing. And sometimes we're looking at the threads, and we're confused, and we're hurt, and that's okay to be hurt, and that's okay to have all those emotions, but to always remember that on the other side, like God is putting something beautiful together with your story. Yeah, I love that. I love that analogy. Yeah, it's a good reminder for me every day. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you, Shelby. Until next time, I um, I'll close this now, and uh, thank you again for for listening, and um, we hope that you tune back in for another podcast of Journey Coaching. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time, and make sure you like and subscribe. Visit us at journeycoaching.org, and check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Start your own journey at journeycoaching.org. Your life, your journey starts now.